four nerds in their 30s, each with family and job responsibilities. Time is limited, money is limited, maturity is setting in, but there's always time for a little lunch. Pull up a chair and open up your brown paper bag. Nerd Lunch is beginning now. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Nerd Lunch Podcast. It is episode number 15 and hopefully you will find it brilliant, but not canceled. I'm your host, CT. And uh, just a little programming note for the listeners of the Atomic Geeks podcast. You will find that this is not the episode you were expecting, but more on that in just a minute. Let us bring in our other nerds. Joining me, as usual, uh, here on my right is uh, my friend from the NerdLunch.net blog, Jeej. Good morning, Jeej. Good morning, CT. Good morning, guys. Uh, since we're in episode 15 now, CT, does that mean we've been picked up for a full another season, or is our our fate still in limbo? I think our fate is always in limbo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I probably shouldn't buy that Lamborghini, then. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were considering that. Well, uh, the podcast checks started showing up, so I just, you know, trying to figure out what to do with those. Whoa, wait, what? <laughs> we're talking after the show. All right, <laughs> working our way around the uh, fictional table we have here from the Cavalcade of Awesome blog at cavalcadeofawesome.net, Paxton Holly. Hey guys, uh, like Jeej, I was I was actually wondering myself. We're right about the point where Fox Network's going to give us a call. Are we staying? Are we not? <laughs> I'm kind of scared they're going to pull the plug and we're just stop talking. If we're if we're on <laughs> Fox, we we don't have much hope. I don't think. Yeah, that's true. All right, and uh, joining us f- uh, again from. Uh, previous episode we've had him on before we were talking about all kinds of fun things what what, what did we talk about in the, in the episode you were on Fitz? uh nerd decor that's right nerd decor it was episode number eight and uh you have joined us again thank you very much for being here Fitz. you are welcome all right well uh anything anything interesting going on guys can we talk about pimp daddy destro some more <laughs> <laughs> that's right pimp daddy destro actually uh what, what just real real quick uh Fitz, you sent, uh, I think, uh, all three of us, or maybe just me and Jeej, a link to a bobblehead that now exists of the yes. Pimp Daddy Destro design. So yes. that uh, that Pimp Daddy Destro is, uh, there's now, I think, three or four different variants of it. There's like an original version and the old O-ring style. There is the 25th anniversary line edition, and then now there's a bobblehead edition. So <laughs> I never would have dreamed that Pimp Daddy Destro would get that much exposure. <laughs> it was a regular was, cottage industry. You know, and the, the bobblehead was, you know, more attainable than the original figure, monetarily speaking. That's right. I wonder how long before it shows up in a cartoon. Hmm. Or the they next won't... movie, perhaps. Maybe uh, right. Destro goes to Africa in between the two G.I. Joe movies. And... <laughs> Well, said cartoon would have to not be canceled, Pax, as G.I. Joe Renegades just was. And you know what? I will go ahead and jump on that segue. <laughs> You're well like done. a professional host, my friend. <laughs> For, You're like one. I'm <laughs> like one. I, I, I know what a professional host is. I will You're use aware. The, yes, I'm aware. Uh, I will use that segue for our episode's topic, and that is a little thing we're calling brilliant but canceled. And it's not a, an original term by any means, but what we're talking about in this episode is uh, television shows that were things we loved dearly, and then they were taken from us way too early. We loved them, and they were canceled. 
Right, guys? That's what we're talking about? Yes. So we're I have been informed, yes. That is what we are speaking about. <laughs> Good. Oh, I need to change my notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we'll just kind of go around and talk about a few shows. Um, just we'll bring, we'll bring them up as we go. And, and we'll start off with um, – Actually, I think we'll start off with our shows that got a bit of a run, actually, and then we'll we'll maybe talk about shows that didn't have as long of a run. So, so first off, and I'll just start to give an example. Um, these are these are shows I'm saying that that had more than one or two seasons, but still got canceled ahead of its time, at least in our mind. So, my example for this would be the show Farscape. Farscape was on the Sci-Fi Network. It was on for four seasons, and it was a brilliant show, in my opinion, one of my favorite shows, and uh, it got canceled at the end of season four. It did not get come back for a fifth season, and it ended on a cliffhanger. Now, fortunately, it did come back as a uh, two-part, four-hour miniseries that wrapped everything up. But from a from an episodic standpoint, the show was canceled ahead of its time, in my mind. But four seasons, still not a bad run. Uh, any of the other any of you other guys watch Farscape? Yes, this was this will be the first in the that alternate list of anything you and I started watching together. Then all of a sudden it got canceled. <laughs> I think I don't know if I started watching Farscape first or you did or we we're both. But then when, when we converged, it was like okay, we got one more season and then they canceled it. That's that's pretty much it. I think. Uh... Actually, I wasn't watching it. I think I, well, when I was watching it, I was watching it on DVD. But when I but I had um, started started on DVD, but I wound up catching up to it. And uh, and by the time by the time I got to the fourth season, it it had been off. It wasn't picked up or something like that. So I, I don't I don't remember the specifics there. But um, but yeah, they didn't. I think they were even initially going to bring it back for a fifth season and then reneged on their promise too. Right. Yeah. No, this is one. This is one of those shows that I, when I was in college, I mean, I remember coming home one Christmas. I scheduled, you know, one more of my finals, so I knew that I could drive and get home in time because Farscape <laughs> was starting like that night, you know. So that this was one of those shows that I really got into because it was a really cool sci-fi, you know, premise. It wasn't, you know, everybody were aliens. It wasn't sort of that. Star. It wasn't Star Trek. It wasn't Star Wars. It was new and fresh, and it was like I really got into it. Yeah, it was a mix of. Uh, it had a bit of a mix of Star Trek and Star Wars elements in it, as a, lo- a lot of space shows do. Um, it had a lot of Buck Rogers or Flash Gordon sort of feel to it as well, and and then its own sort of unique Australian flair as well. So, uh, right. Yeah. What about uh, Pax? Did you ever watch Farscape or ever see it? I did not watch Farscape. I kind of lumped it in. I always think of Farscape and like Babylon 5 together. I was aware that they were on and I'd see the promos. I never actually watched a show because the promos just didn't really interest me. But uh, uh but I mean I, I everyone that I knew that watched it enjoyed it. So but I, I just never got around to really watch it. All right, geez, what about you? I've seen very limited limited amounts of Farscape. There was a brief run that it had on USA. I think they were trying to cross-promote it to kind of pump the ratings up on sci-fi during the middle of its run, and I saw a handful of episodes then. But, uh, you know, it was sort of strange where it was when it was on on sci-fi, I didn't have sci-fi on my cable system, 
And then by the time it came on sort of more general syndication, I was too busy to to get involved. So it's on the the DVD to watch list of what I saw. I definitely like. So I'm interested in, in eventually catching up on uh, either on Amazon or Netflix or something like that. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, keep moving around. Uh, so in this same sort of category, uh, let's move on to packs with uh, one of your suggestions from uh, shows that had a bit of a run but still canceled too early. Um, I have one that has multiple. Okay, the the one I'll go first is probably the one that's most relevant since it just came up. Um, one of my favorite shows. It got three seasons uh, on Fox. It was Arrested Development. Um, it just got renewed for the movie and the TV, the new episodes. Which yeah, I have the three seasons on DVD. My wife and I watch them. We've seen probably the whole run two or three times. Um, I love that show and. Until they announced it, I was like, yes, this was canceled too early. They need to bring it back. Da, da, da. Then they announced it, and I was like, uh, I, I not, I'm now I'm not even sure I want more because the, those three seasons are so good that I'm kind of scared that it's going to be bad, and I, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. Yeah, but, I, uh, I agree with what you're saying there. I, um, I remember when I heard about there being a movie uh, because they've been talking about the movie on this for two or three years at least, and I and I was I always thought, oh, I hope this works out. I hope to see them again. And then and then like you, as soon as it was announced, I thought, wait, what did I really want that? Oh, I don't know. Now I'm like <laughs> now I'm really concerned. It's not going to be as good as it was. Yeah, totally. Now that I'm faced with it, it's like, Yeesh. I don't know. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Can, only, we can only hope. What, is there anything specific that gives you guys concern? Is it like the the Futurama effect that it came back and just doesn't have the same magic? Futurama yeah. is a great example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Was that I don't, I, I just think it was the first three seasons were kind of lightning in a bottle, and now it's like years later. And I mean, I think all the people are all the principals are still funny, and I think they they had great chemistry, which worked. And even Ron Howard's going to come back and do the narrating. So I mean, there's at least a chance. But um, it, it still concerns me just because of the time lapsed since the last episode. Well, I think, too, the, the other thing with, the, with this series is it did get an ending. So I, I actually don't put this on my list of shows that were brilliant but canceled because – or canceled too early. I think it, it is a show that has um, – it, it wrapped up all the threads and all this – even like I can't really think of any subplots that didn't get the justice that they deserved. And uh, – and so for me, it's like now it's going to be this whole other story. I mean, I mean, maybe they can connect it to the original story of that initial three years, but now it's got to be like a whole new story, a whole new set of subplots, a whole new everything. I almost would have preferred if they had just brought it back as a movie, just as sort of a an insight on where they are later. But now it's like, can yeah, like you're saying, lightning in a bottle. Can they replicate that? I, I just, I don't know. I have my doubts. Yeah. Fitz, did you ever watch Arrested uh, Development? Nope. No, uh, yeah, I'm, I've never seen it. Sorry. All right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll back you up. I, I, I'm in a worse state than you are, Fitz. Like, I've seen it, and I don't get it. So this is like one of those badges of shame that I wear where, like, I don't understand why people love this show, and I probably have to try it again, but I really don't want to. I don't know. Guilty Displeasures is another episode. <laughs> it's not even a guilty displeasure because I don't, I, don't, I don't hate it. Okay. Like, I hate Doctor Who for oh. everybody out there listening. <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, it's just one of those where, like, you know, when a lot of a lot of people like something, you think, oh, well, what's wrong with me? Why, why don't I get that? Like, it's just something I think maybe I I started in a weird spot and didn't wasn't able to figure out what was going on to start liking it. I don't know. I, I feel like I need to get season one on DVD and, and start there and, and see what happens. It's definitely something that it's so like just the way it's written and everything like it's like finishes and ends and starts and and it's like if you pick up in a weird spot you won't get the rhythm and it's definitely a rhythm to watching it i mean i happened i I knew it was coming on and i watched it from episode one all the way to the end so um when it was airing originally so it's definitely a rhythm you pick up i mean i've had i've recommended it to many people and they've come back and said i don't get it what what's so good about that so i mean and you're not alone, Jeej. Obviously, since it got canceled. So, well, I'm, I'm hoping it falls into the same area as uh, one of uh, CT and my favorite, uh, Red Dwarf. Where, like, if you jumped into the middle of that thing, um, which I think both of us did when we initially tried to watch Red Dwarf, you get lost and you have no idea what the jokes are. Um, so, I'm hoping that maybe that's what happened with the rest of development. Like, I probably started watching in like the second season or something like that, and had no idea who anybody was or yeah. what was going on. There's definitely they, yeah. it definitely builds on itself, and so you know, at the very beginning, they do a really good job of establishing the characters, and and there is a definite uh, sort of a the plots that they set it set forth do grow and do change, and so yeah, in the middle of it. You, you might not get what's going on for sure. And there's a lot of background sight gags and a lot of things that happen in the background that are plants from earlier episodes. I mean, it's it's so intricately and brilliantly written and so rewatchable. Like Pac said, he and his wife have watched it several times. I've watched it two or three times myself just because you can watch it a second time and pick up on something completely and totally new you hadn't caught it before. Yeah, it's there's so much to watch, like the absurd cameos and... Uh, a lot of like really absurd, like CT said, inside jokes from other episodes. Like uh, Job does a chicken dance that he does like several times a season, and you know it comes out of nowhere, and it makes no sense if you don't have the context of what it means. So, I mean, it's definitely something you need to watch beginning to end. It's linear. <laughs> All right, so hopefully we've convinced you and everyone else to watch Arrested Development. At least the first three seasons, and we'll see about the later stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you guys go first on that. You can let me know. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Fitz, let's move on to you. And uh, do you have a uh, suggestion for uh, this category of Brilliant But Canceled? Um, uh, yes, Farscape being the, the first one. But um, I liked uh, Terminator, the uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. It was to to got in on the first. It was Terminator. It was I mean, I was like, hey, I'll do this. You know, I mean, I love the movies. I mean, to see it on TV, to see something go, and you know, I think the first they had like thirteen episodes the first season, so it was like a half season, and then it came back second season, and you know, just I thought was getting traction. I mean, it was really cool to to see them, you know, start developing characters and to see all those things. And then it's just like, nah, sorry. You know, so I think it was just, it really was like a season and a half. I, did, and, I didn't uh, wind up watching that. Did that, did that end with sort of a cliffhanger or did it end resolved at all? Did they, were they wrapping it up or did it, did you not get a conclusion? Um, I mean, I, I, they tried to, to wrap it up. I mean, for what they, for what they could do. I mean, there wasn't really wasn't any conclusion. I mean, with whatever the, 
the McGee movie was coming out and, you know, other stuff. It was just kind of like, I mean, they did a good job in the TV show, just sort of, okay, they're in the future. Okay, you kind of know the rest of the story. And that was the end, kind of, you know, but they, they just sort of, hey, we're going to jump to the future and that's it. You know, so they skipped everything. You know, I mean, it was just, I mean, they tried to shoehorn. I mean, they had to do what they had to do, like most shows like that. I mean, you, they knew that they were ending, so they gave it their best shot. Right. You know, I mean, I didn't like it, but I just thought, you know, it's like the Walking Dead comic book, seeing it on a TV, it was like just a different medium. It was a different way to tell a termin- the Terminator, you know, mythology and, and to see that develop every week was really cool. You know, my wife and I sat down and it's like, man, we're going to watch this. This is cool because it gives you that different way to see it. It's not just a two hour chunk at a movie. I mean, it was, and you get into the characters and you know things and, and then it just goes. Yeah. I can see that. I I definitely had an interest in watching it and, and it's one of those things that I hope to check out someday for what you're saying. Like it's, it's a pretty interesting premise and there are certain movies that I think, can work as a TV series, and you know, and I was interested to see if Terminator was one of those. Um, Jeej or Pax, did you did you happen to watch this show? Jeej, I did. I watched um, that. I guess it would have been that first half season. I don't know what happened, but I watched most of those first thirteen episodes, and then I guess I must have lost track of it when it came back for the following season. So I don't know if I saw any of the second season, but I liked what I saw. And it was definitely something that I was uh, interested in seeing where it went. Um, and I was disappointed that it, the plug got pulled because it was one of those I was thinking, well, I lost track of this thing on TV, but I'll, I'll catch it on DVD. And, and then there were only like 20 episodes after that or whatever. <laughs> what about you, Pax? Did you watch it? Yeah, I, I watched the uh, premiere of the first episode and uh, I don't even think I got all the way through it, but. I didn't particularly like it just because I was confused and I thought it seemed like it was changing some of the timeline and I kind of, the uh, McGee movie just kind of died on the vine for me. Like there was stuff I liked, but for the most part I was like, they made some odd decisions and it kind of colored the TV show for me. But I tried after the first episode, I think I tried one other episode and I just couldn't get into it. I think it was just the bad taste in my mouth from the movie because I did like the look of the show and I, I kind of liked what they were doing, but I just couldn't get into it. So other than those two, and I, and actually I have, I have it in my queue because I want to watch it off Netflix, um, but I haven't seen any more than about a probably the equivalent of an episode and a half. All right, very cool. I um, Yeah, that's definitely on my list. Hopefully, uh, hopefully in the next year or so I'll, I'll start – trying to watch some of those and, and don't see the mcgee movie i guess well the, McGee, the mcgee that's the terminator salvation right yes i have seen that one. Oh, uh, you're ruined then i didn't mind it but <laughs> i didn't i didn't love it i didn't hate it it was just it was it there just, it was just there yeah it was that sorry to, it was just bland but sorry no it's <laughs> thank you for validating my point i didn't want to i don't want to go off on another on a tangent but <laughs> Uh, come, on, come back for our Terminator drill down episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeej, let's move on to you for for one of your picks for this category. Uh, so for this category, the first one that came to mind is Veronica Mars, which is a show that we've talked about before on this show, I believe. Um, 
It got three seasons, 64 episodes, according to the IMDb page that I have pulled up, um, and then got canceled. And then there was the infamous uh, attempt to rework the show to save it for a fourth season where they were going to move Veronica Mars, uh, Kristen Bell's character, uh, to be an an FBI agent and be out of the uh, high school uh, college environment um, when uh, they did a promo for that, which uh, apparently did did not have the intended effect, and there was no fourth season, and it went away. And I will say that that was for the best, that it did not come back for the fourth season in that format, although I will completely agree that it should have come back for a fourth season in its original format. Yeah, and I think that's what this category is more about, is it's not even saying, uh, you know that we didn't get to see uh, a good run. It's more, there was still stuff left in the tank and the original format of the show had a lot more good stories it could have told. And, you know, the creative energy I think was there had it just been able to keep going. Yeah. I think, you know, looking at Veronica Mars, I think one of the things that really hurt it was its third season. Um, The first two seasons had season long mysteries that, that were anchoring the characters as they went along. But then each episode still had its own little main plot, its own little A mystery. And then season three, they diverted from that, and they had three or four uh, mysteries throughout the season instead of one main one. And I think it could never really find the to the traction that it needed. And I also think changing the environment from high school to college in that third season might have hurt it a, a bit as well. But... I think they still could have recovered in the fourth season, and I and definitely looking at the end of the third season, they had a direction for the fourth season. Uh, Pax or Fitz, did either one of you watch Veronica Mars? It's funny, yeah, I did not. This is on, and and I was probably going to mention this later on in the episode. This has been on my to to watch list for like ever. It's in my streaming queue. I think I've mentioned it even to my wife, and I hear good things from everyone that's watched it, and it's just. I didn't watch it when it came on, and then I've been waiting for it to get on streaming. So I have not watched it, but I really, really want to watch it. So at some point, I am going to just bear down and just start watching this thing because I really do want to see it. I think if you you, you just start watching, I think it would be unlike um, The Terminator. I think if you watch the first episode, you'll be like, okay, I want to watch the next one. How late can I stay up? I think I'll watch the third one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that you'll, you'll get hooked. You just got to start it. Yeah. I, w- I watched it. I, my wife and I watched it. I mean, loved it. I mean, it was, you know, the same thing I was going to say. I mean, the first two seasons were really strong. The third season was different. It wasn't bad at all. It was just different. And I would have liked to have seen a fourth season. I mean, it seemed like college had so many more opportunities than high school. You know, how much drama like that can you have in high school? But yeah, they still pulled it off. Yes, that, that's yes. The- <laughs> but then, then you go to college and it's like, there's, you know, I mean, there were more opportunities. That, I mean, there could have been, they could have tapped a lot more, you know, and yeah, that third season just, yeah, I don't know. But it was, I we loved all three seasons and could have watched more, wanted to watch more. And that's another one they've rumored. Uh, um, they've talked about a, a rumored movie for a while now. I, I doubt it'll ever happen, but uh, that's that's something like you know. I guess I'd be interested in seeing it, but um, I still have uh, you know. Is it for me? It's it a bit of that lightning in the bottle thing. Like it was so good in that that little that span of time, and I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know if it could be re recaptured like that, but. Well, and I think that would suffer from the the opposite problem we were talking about with Terminator. I mean, the first two seasons of this show were really long form storytelling uh, executed well. So to try and come up with a 90 minute or two hour movie that would capture some of that magic would be pretty difficult, I think. Yeah, because what I liked just just to make one more point, and then I'll I'll stop about it. But one of the things I loved about Veronica Mars, especially in seasons one and two, were how when, whenever she fought for the little people, you know, like I lost my dog, or I can't, you know, I somebody has is kind of hazing me in high school, and I don't know who it is, and and it's the little things that she focused on, and, and even in season three when she started having to deal with like murders and things like that, and on a on a bigger on a like a more of a weekly basis, it, it that's when it started kind of losing it's appeal for me. And I think Veronica Mars works better when there is that little stuff that she's doing in the midst of the big giant chaos. Agreed. It, she had very much, and then I'll shut up about this. She had very <laughs> much a, uh, a sort of uh, Hannibal Smith kind of uh, mode about her. And so you would have this minor problem of somebody uh, getting into some trouble at high school. And yet, you know, imagine if Hannibal Smith showed up to help you out with that problem and uh, get vengeance on your enemies. Like that stuff was always a lot of fun. Okay, so I'll uh, so my turn, and I'll I'll do one, and then I'll quit on Veronica Mars. Um, <laughs> I think what you guys were saying about Arrested Development sort of resonates with my view of Veronica Mars. It was, I mean, the character development. I mean, her interaction with her dad, um, all the supporting cast. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't like, you know, the Scooby crew or whatever, but I mean, the supporting cast and all the characters and the intricacies of their, the drama in their lives and the depth of those characters, they just weren't, you know, the stereotypes or the archetypes or whatever. I mean, there was so much interaction and the dialogue and all that sort of stuff was really good. I mean, I, that's what got me, you know, hooked because you get hooked in those characters. It's not just a, you know, action show and you watched action and hey, that's kind of cool. I mean, it was, I mean, you're like, whoa, what's happening? Why did they, oh no, I can't believe they did that. You know, that sort of reaction was what kept me going, which is I think what you guys were talking about, sort of arrested development with all the, the writing and, and the way the characters are developed. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, let's go around again and this time we'll just do more maybe maybe you'll mention a couple of things that that are still on your list we'll just kind of wrap up this this section and then we'll move on to the next sort of category um um so i guess we're back to me and i'll mention just a couple of things that that aren't as high on my list but uh um roswell was a show that was on for two or three seasons i think it was on for three seasons i enjoyed the first two seasons of that the third season was weaker um i think it could have been uh, better wrapped up and and could have gone on and been, and been a better show. Um, also, I'm going to kind of mention uh, it has already come up, but Futurama is one I, I have on this list. It was it was brilliant, but canceled too early, and then I don't feel it's ever recovered. Um, Pax, let's move back on to you for a couple more. If you've got if you get some more, yeah, I got a, I got some more. The the big one that was at the top of this list, even above Arrested Development, for me was uh, Angel. Um, with David Boreanaz, uh, it got five seasons, and it, the fifth season for me was the best season. Uh, mm. the, the third season or so, it got a little little dark, and then uh, four, it kind of came out of it, and five was 
fantastic. And then, then it got canceled. And then now it's being continued in comic form, which I'm kind of not reading those because I don't know if I really want to read those. But um, that that's one of my fa- Angel's one of my favorite shows of all time. So I really wished that had been able to continue on. Um, I, I sort of agree, and I sort of don't. I love even though it ends the way it does. I feel it is such an appropriate ending for that show that I yeah. I almost like like you're saying with the, the even the uh season 6 comic books I I really like I have no interest in knowing what happens after that point. It, it you're right. Like, they yeah, I agree. I've I didn't like it at first, but now when I I've watched season 5 since and it does end up exactly the way I think it should have and which is part of the reason why I haven't read on with Whedon's season season 6. But uh so I I'm kind of like I'd like I wish it would have gone on at the time, but I don't think I want any more now. So that that was a big one. Um, and then I have also I have I didn't watch it as much as I should, but I really enjoyed it. Was uh, Freaks and Geeks? Um, yes. I really liked that show. That was a good show. A lot of great cast. I mean, so many good people in it. And uh, I didn't watch it as much as I should have, but I remember really enjoying it. And I picked even more episodes up when I watched them on. Uh, Netflix, and uh, I, I wish that kind of had gone on. I, I don't know if it ended like it should have, or if it just got canceled. I just know it. It, it all of a sudden was over, and uh, so I, I never watched it anymore. But that, I think that one was a really good show that got canceled too early. All right, and, uh, that's about it. Okay, uh, Fitz, what about you? Any any more in this category? Um, Dollhouse. If we go back to Whedon, I'd. That was an interesting one for me because there was so much hype. I mean, I was caught up in the, you know, ooh, Whedon's doing a new show. You know, Buffy and Angel are done. You know, Eliza's coming back. Let's do this. You know, I'm like, sweet. At the time, I was working with someone who was a huge, you know, Whedon fan, and we'd always talk about it at work. And, all right, you know, and then we, I start watching it. And it was all right. I guess I just, I don't know if. I would have liked to see it have gone on again. It was kind of like the premise was there and it was, I mean, it was almost, you know, that pretender type of a show, you know, and I was just like, it would have been interesting to have seen a couple more seasons, but I don't know. I've got a mixed feelings just cause I don't know if I worked it up too much. Cause it wasn't like Buffy and Angel. I mean, I wasn't so, yeah, you know, when I started watching it, so excited, but I kept watching it because I enjoyed it. Does yeah. that make sense? No, I understand. Well, see, and I was even, I even felt the same way a little bit about it. Like, I was initially glad that Joss Whedon was coming back to television and doing something, and uh, I didn't wind up watching the show, and I still, it's, I want to see it at some point, but I have not watched it yet. Um, but some of that was just, like, seeing that initial, like, the initial trailers and commercials and things just left me feeling like this doesn't, it didn't feel like Joss Whedon to me. Right. Yeah, it was definitely different. And coming off of, of Firefly, I mean, you know, you've got all these people who are like, okay, you know, we'll give him a shot. You know, he's back at Fox. You know, they supposedly he's not going to mess him over. You know, let's do, you know, and it was just, I don't know. It was, you talk about, you know, capturing that magic from, you know, if Rested Development comes back or Futurama lost it. I mean, I'd, I just don't know that break between Buffy and Angel and Firefly. I, yeah, Dollhouse just wasn't, it was different. And I don't, yeah, I enjoyed it. Again, I enjoyed it and I would have loved to have kept watching it, but 
it just wasn't what I, I guess, thought it would be or something. I don't know. Yeah, I and I, I, yeah I kind of heard that, too. I didn't, I didn't watch it mainly because the premise looked odd, and I didn't think it looked like a very good premise of a show. But I, So I wanted to hear what the reviews were. And more, more and more I heard, like, after the first episode, I mean, it was – Everyone was like, it's terrible. But after several episodes, people were like, it's actually not that bad. I'm interested to see how it's going to develop. And then it got canceled. So that, that's kind of the vibe I was hearing, that it was getting better and that it's going into interesting places. But then it got canceled before it could really get there. And now I'm wondering if – do I need to watch it build up and then stop or should I just not even bother? I mean, it was interesting. I thought it had an interesting premise. I mean I think they took too long – sort of laying that foundation and until, you know, those cool ideas come, you know, but I mean, the fact that, you know, the premise is, you know, your brain is a computer, if you would say, and you can rewrite it and swipe, you know, wipe it clean and do all these things. And, you know, I mean, and the, the <clears throat> implications to the future, <clears throat> excuse me, and those sorts of things was interesting. I just think maybe they took too long, you know, trying to develop and lay the groundwork before they started doing those things might have hurt them. Yeah. So, I mean, I would I would leave it in your queue. You just, you know, move it to the middle or... (laughs) (laughs) Is the middle any different than the end, really? (laughs) Things that get moved to the middle are never getting watched. I'll probably... I'll crank up Mars before I crank up Dollhouse, I think. Did did it end well? Like, did it have... Is it one of those shows that, like, if I were to commit to watching it and and get get to the end, am I going to be, like, you know, there's a cliffhanger ending and I'm going to be frustrated? Or is it going to be... No, that's a satisfying conclusion. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a no. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> yeah. Enough said. That's that's fine. All right. Did you have anything else in this category, Fitz? Uh, the other one that I had, um, it was a while since I've watched it, or I watched most was Earth Two with uh, Clancy Brown and uh, Rebecca Gayhart. Wasn't that right? Yes. I mean, I'd, that's on my list because I remember it. I mean, I remember watching it, but I, you know, I wanted to see more, but I don't know. I mean, I don't really remember the premise or anything. That was on my list because it was like, I, I remember wanting to see more and I didn't, I don't know that it, if it never ended or whatever, you know, but that was just one from my memory as making my list that I remember that I, I would have liked to have watched, but I don't necessarily remember how it ended. I uh, I remember watching it a couple times, but I don't I don't uh, remember really like enough about it, and I don't uh, whenever I did watch it, I don't remember liking it enough to keep keep going with it. So, right, and the other one would be Alf, but Alf didn't Alf have like five seasons? <laughs> I think he only had three or four. Yeah, that was enough. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> no, I, so no, that was that was pretty much it on my list. All right. There are other shows oh. there are other shows that were canceled too soon that I I just never watched that I would have been interested in. I Jericho would have been one I just never started it and never got into it, but it got canceled. But that's about it. It's funny you mention that because Jericho is on my list <laughs> of uh shows in this category. For me, that show scratched, I think, the same itch that The Walking Dead is doing now for me. And uh, I think uh, also the sort of post-September 11th malaise and worry or whatever. Um, 
And I, I think it was just interesting. I, I sort of like uh, post-apocalyptic dystopian kinds of things. Uh, and so I thought they were exploring some interesting things in the couple seasons they got. The other one I had on my list um, is a bit out of the ordinary for us, but is Chappelle's show, which uh, was three seasons, like 30-something episodes on Comedy Central before Dave Chappelle went nuts and got the show blown up on him. Uh, and that's one of the funniest things that has come along in the last uh, 10 or 20 years easily. That thing was brilliant. The first two seasons, the third season got a little weird, but the first two seasons of that are just incredible. So I would have loved for there to be more episodes of Chappelle's show. You will not get an argument from me. Those those first two seasons are amazing. Was Jericho the one with um, Theo Huxtable? Theo Huxtable, no. It's the one with Skeet Ulrich and Gerald McCraney. Po- uh, some nuclear attack happens on the United States, and they're uh, sort of uh, uh, stuck in their small town in Kansas trying to figure out what the heck has happened to the rest of the world. I, sh- I guess I remember hearing about that one, but I never really knew much about it. So I'll have to tr- thank you. Thank you, G, for adding yet another show to my list of things to check out. Jericho now, was now I want that, to know what the Theo Huxtable show was. Let's find that <laughs> one too while we're at it. Was that like Homeboys in Space? Homeboys <laughs> <laughs> in Space. That's the, oh, that's right. That's what I was thinking of. It was uh, canceled too early. <laughs> canceled way too early. Indeed. Was Jericho? Was Jericho the one where like fans sent like peanuts or something to the network yes. to get it? Okay. What What did that mean? Was that in the show? I guess. Yes, it was. And okay. so, yeah, I think because I think it it really got it's one of these shows that got canceled twice. I think it, yeah, it, I think it maybe was halfway through its first season, uh, and got canceled, and then it got brought back, and they ended up getting I think a full second season out of it. So there's really only like a season and a half. Yeah. For the record, I was thinking of the show Jeremiah. Oh, Jeremiah! I can see how you'd be confused. All right. Well, uh, l- let's then use Jeremiah to uh, transition to our other category. And this is the same sort of thing, but now we're talking about shows that were canceled way, way too early. Shows that, that maybe got a season at the most. We're talking, um, and, and I'll go ahead and throw it out there because I know we're all thinking it. This is, we're talking the, the Firefly kind of model here. Firefly got, got uh, didn't even get the full 14 episodes. It was on Fox for, I think, 11 episodes and it was canceled and way, you know, way brilliant and canceled way, way too early. So we're Wait talking... What, what show is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> I've not heard of this one. Jeremiah. I'm talking about Jeremiah. Oh. The Luke Perry and Malcolm Jamal Warner. In it. <laughs> How have I not seen that show? <laughs> Firefly. You know, we all, we're all Firefly, flan, Firefly, Firefly fans. Easy so, for you to say. Yeah. Which I'm glad you took the low-hanging fruit off the table there. So, yes, we're not, yeah, we, we all can agree on that, I think. And so we'll now start with PAX. And PAX, give us, a, give us an example of, your, of one of your favorite shows that was canceled way, way, way too early. Uh, I have several, and they were all like one season. Well, give, so us, give one, us one. Give us your top one. Yeah, way early that's top what, ones. Uh, the, one of the top ones that I was really upset about was... It was either just last year or two years ago. It was called Good Guys, and I may have mentioned it on on the podcast before. It starred uh, Bradley Whitford, and actually he's in another show on my list. But Bradley Whitford and Tom Hanks' son, Colin Hanks, and uh, I'm trying to remember if someone else 
Famous was in it, but uh, they were two cops. Uh, Bradley Whitford had like a like a seventies stash, and he was like a seventies era style detective. And Colin Hanks was the straight straight man that was just like why are you acting like an idiot and it started off a little slow but two or three episodes in uh i mean it's just it was it was hilarious and i i enjoyed watching it every week i have it on uh streaming and i was surprised it only got one season i thought it may eke out another one but it was on fox so it got canceled it was on and it was wasn't it like a summer replacement or something too yeah yeah i think it did start in the middle of the summer i i did happen to catch uh the first episode of that show and it was hysterical and uh it was almost a bit like the, um, a bit like Hot Fuzz in a sense. You know, it was like that we're mixing the super, yeah. like the 1970s, 80s cop action sort of motif with real life and how, how the two mix. And it was pretty funny in that regard. Yeah, and it's funny because Bradley Whitford was like this famous detective from the 80s. He he and Gary Cole were partners in the 80s, and they had a TV movie <laughs> made about him because they like saved the mayor or something. So now he's like working at property like property detective and he does stuff like robberies and stuff like that so it, he feels it's beneath him so he is like hilarious and always trying to figure out if there's like someone's dealing drugs or something when it's actually like someone just stole a blender and it's it's hilarious so i mean if you guys get a chance it's on streaming it's it's so funny anybody else seen good guys i think i watched one episode and i kind of remember but that's about it <laughs> yeah there's, there's a ringing endorsement <laughs> I did not see this. I remember it being promoted pretty heavily, though. Now I want to see a show uh, with Bradley Whitford and Gary Cole, kind of like uh, the other guys. I wanted to see more of The Rock and Samuel Jackson. So maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. they could do a spinoff show with those two guys from the 80s. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to Jeej. What's one of your uh, shows from this category? I am going to go obscure on this one with a show called The War Next Door. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> which um, was produced by some of the same creative people behind The Adventures of Pete and Pete, which is something that uh, we have discussed previously. Actually starred one of the guys, uh, a bit player from Pete and Pete, Damian Young, who played bus driver Stu on The Adventures of Pete and Pete. And um, basically, this was a live-action spy versus spy kind of thing. So there was a good guy spy played by Lyndon Ashby, and his next-door neighbor happens to be uh, his arch-nemesis spy, uh, the evil spy played by Damian Young. And strangely enough, uh, one of them would get killed in every episode, and then the next episode would come back like nothing had happened. Uh, and it was brilliant. Uh, it only had eight episodes, and it was on USA, if I remember correctly. But I, I loved that thing. I wish there had been more than just eight. Damian Young is brilliant. He's he's one of those guys that, like, we should have brought him up in our Give That Guy Some Work episode because he's so um, he, he's so good and yet hasn't really had that much exposure. True. Good call. Great, and now I've ruined that pick for a future uh, Give That Guy Some Work episode. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll all have forgotten it by that. <laughs> Anybody else seen The War Next Door besides me and Jeej? I have not. Pax? I have I mean, no idea if it's available <laughs> anywhere, but uh, that's amazing. maybe one yeah, to look for. I don't think I've even heard of it. So, <laughs> so now I've got something I've got to track down because that sounds amazing. According to Wikipedia, it does have 13 episodes. Really? Yes. Because huh. then you look on IMDb, it says each one was only in eight episodes. That's interesting. 
Huh. Well, Wikipedia, we can ask um, the uh, Bruno Lijares, Wikipedia author of 169 articles, what he thinks is the right <laughs> answer. I can appeal to him. Well, it does say there's 13 episodes on IMDb. So, yeah. okay, so I was wrong. There are 13 episodes, people. Even better. But it should have been more. <laughs> Listen to us as we search the internet for answers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit out the searching part, and then it'll just look like we're all smart. I'm leaving it in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Fitz, what about you? Uh, Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> what show is this? Oh, uh, uh, Jeremiah. Always <laughs> <laughs> um, in space. There was um, my own worst enemy. Anyone? Anyone? Yes. It sounds. Is that the one with uh, Christian Slater? Christian Slater. Yes. 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 I, I, I think it only had maybe like nine episodes. I, I was really into it. Like I thought it was just really cool. I mean. He's his own worst enemy. I mean, he's, you know, they, again, wipe his brain and he's a super spy. But then instead of, you know, his secret identity or his cover story or whatever is basically an alternate personality that they imprint on him and he goes home and he does stuff, you know. And I just thought it was it was really a really cool show. I liked Christian Slater. I mean, and then it just was canceled. I mean, I thought, you know, it was, it was an action, you know, show on TV, and I like the spy stuff and all the intrigue, and, you know, I thought it was pretty well developed, and, you know, just got nine episodes. I, I did I, not watch this. This is one of those shows, though, like, because right now, because of my school schedule and stuff, I'm so busy that I don't, I don't really watch stuff, and then Firefly is, 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 actually, even though it's so old now, it was a show that kind of burned me on watching new shows, because I don't want to love, and then it take it taken from me, but when I, rem- when I, sometimes now I root for shows that I'm not watching, because I want to watch them later on, and my, my own worst enemy was one of those shows, like, I wanted it to do well, because I wanted to watch it later. Yeah, and I'm I was the of the I'm gonna watch this to support it, so hopefully it will last longer. Then you're a better man than I. Yeah. <laughs> I have a broken heart. <laughs> no, yes, I, I no am. I, yes, I am a better man. <laughs> yes, I am a better man. So yeah, that was that was that was one that I, I enjoyed and I mean that one like the other ones, I mean it didn't get any I mean it was just nine and you know the next week it's like sorry we don't have any more. There are none more. Yep, uh, that was on NBC, right? Yes, that's kind of like the new Fox for shows, isn't it? Because they have like so blown up their own schedule that pretty much things go there to die at this point. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of those. Thanks, th- Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> did uh, Pax or Jeej, Did either one of you watch My Own Worst Enemy? I did watch. I watched a couple episodes of it, and I thought it was a very well thought out, very like a great premise. Um, I before this, I was not I'm not the hugest Christian Slater fan, but uh, he's in Star Trek he Six did, Packs. Yes, he does. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't that carry some weight for you? Yeah, <laughs> and the amount of time he's on screen is perfect. <laughs> um, but uh, this was a pretty good show. I thought it was a little uneven in the first couple episodes, and I didn't go back to it, but. Uh, I, I kind of wish I had because I, I thought the premise was good enough that they would have built it up and it would have it would have only gotten better moving on. 
Um, but after it got canceled, actually another one on my list with Christian Slater was a show he did a couple of years later called Breaking In, which was phenomenal. And uh, so, I mean, I, I kind of – those two shows kind of brought him back for me and I, I kind of enjoy him after that though. So, But uh, I thought it was a great show, great premise and I agree. It, it, it should have gone on a little longer. All right. Well, we'll, we'll move on to uh, my one of my top picks and that is um, Briscoe County Jr., and this was on. This actually started the same season that X Files started, and it was on the same night as X Files. And uh, X Files went on to do nine seasons, and Briscoe County went on to do just the one. And uh, but it was it was twenty eight episodes. It was twenty eight, but it was all it was all in one season. It was it was a movie and then a full twenty six episode season. Mm, I gotcha. Um, so, so are you, or are you saying you're making a case for it doesn't belong in this category fits? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying Firefly got what? Eight episodes on air. <laughs> right. You know, right. Generally most full seasons nowadays are like 22 or 20. I'm just saying like, that is cool that it just got one season, but it was 27 episodes. Correct. And, uh, and, and, and they're all pretty solid. I mean, there's a couple that are kind of, kind of meh. Near the end, even they they do resolve the main plot, the main sort of ongoing storyline. Uh, it does end okay. There's a couple of things I wish could have been resolved or could have been revisited, uh, but I love the characters, and I know I know Bruce Campbell. Uh, he at that time in in his life, he should have been on my TV every week. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anybody else want? You know, Fitz, did you watch Briscoe? Uh, yes. Yeah, no, I I I loved it. I mean, it was, yeah, Bruce Campbell was one of those. I mean, I don't know that I was really. It, I think this was what introduced me to Bruce Campbell. I can't remember. I have an honorable mention that I didn't do. Jack of all trades and Cleopatra twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, Cleopatra twenty five. I will admit that I watched it. But I mean, I can't remember which came first. But those are two shows. I mean, absolutely fell in love with Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce Cam- uh, Briscoe County came before Jack of All Trades, and and like you, Briscoe County is where I discovered him. Um, but you know, he he very quickly became he was very quickly on my nerd radar, and I and I shortly after discovering Briscoe, learned of Army of Darkness and and the myriad few other th- I guess the, the not really the myriad the few other things he did and. Um, and I've often said that if there was a show where it was Bruce Campbell mopping the floor every week, that's all he did, I would I would watch it. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's go back around real quick and sort of maybe do what we did with the last category and just mention a couple more and give a few give a couple of thoughts and we'll we'll kind of do a, a bit of a lightning more of a lightning sort of round with that and, and we'll go back to you, Pax. Give us a couple more um, of uh, in this category of shows you wish had gone on. All right, um, real quickly, there was a show, these two shows premiered together, um, and I remember seeing the first episodes on a Netflix screener, um, Journeyman and Studio 60, um, and I love both those shows, and I watched both when they actually started airing, and uh, they were both canceled after one season. I don't even think Journeyman made a full season, but I'm pretty sure Studio 60 did, and if I had to pick one, I'd probably say I'd rather Studio 60 had gone on. Because um, it was just well written again with Bradley Whitford and Matthew Perry, and I love Aaron Sorkin. So uh, 
those are two two big ones. And then uh, the third one on my list, which this is another one, kind of like Good Guys, I loved, and I got my wife into it, and it was a great show, Reaper. Um, nice. With Ray Wise as the devil, and that is just a phenomenally funny show. I loved it, and I was so sad to see it go. So you, so Studio 60 was good? For me, yeah. I thought yeah. Studio 60 was really good. That's, and, uh, that's another one that's on my list of things, and I, it's like, well, like we're talking about like the middle of the queue. I, I can't seem to get it yeah. bumped up. But, yeah. but it was I just do like well written. Yeah, it was well written, great premise, and uh, more of a drama version of uh, 30 Rock. And uh, Aaron Sorkin's great. And Studio 60 is the, one of the reasons why I wanted to go back and watch West Wing, because I've never watched West Wing. Oh, so. yeah. All right, uh, Gee, what about you? A couple more. Yeah, so one would be uh, The Job, which was Dennis Leary's show before Rescue Me. And huh. only, it really based, I think it got a quarter of the first season, like six episodes, and then half of a second season. So it didn't even make it to 20 episodes. But it's a lot of the same crew that ended up uh, going with him on to Rescue Me. Also, Keith David. Um, and he basically plays. Dennis Leary as a cop. (laughs) Um, And if you like Dennis Leary and who, who doesn't, um, uh, the show is great. And of course he's got, you know, a lot of affection for both uh, cops and firefighters. And so um, he would actually, you know, deal with some serious issues as well. And so it was just a lot of fun uh, to watch him go on, on the job. Um, And another one that I had on my list um, is the live action version of the tick, um, which Maybe got ten episodes or less. It wasn't very many, half a season, something like that. Um, and I didn't think I was going to like it. It was sort of a lark that I watched it. Um, I enjoyed the cartoon a lot, and I did not have the highest hopes for the show. But it actually turned out to be funny in its own right. Um, and I, I was kind of sad that it was uh, uh, had the plug pulled on it. I would have liked to see more of the Tick live action. Yeah, the job. I remember the episode where he had to go to anger management. Class. Oh yes, classic. And the, <laughs> the tick made my long list as well. I, I, I'm like you. When I when I first heard about it, I was interested, and I think when I first saw it, I didn't really like it. But upon revisiting or coming back for for more, I really did like it. It was uh, very well done. Good old Patrick Warburton. <laughs> you can't go wrong there. He is great. All right, Fitz, did you have a few more, a couple more, this category? Yeah. Has anybody mentioned Firefly yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, actually, it's surprising we haven't said that yet. Uh, so, yeah, I had that honorable mention for the the double hour action hour. Cleopatra, 25-25, and Jack of all trades. Man, that was just, that was just such a joy, man. Warms the cockles of my heart. Um <laughs> Like I was like, I want to see uh, the shows that you watched because <laughs> I must have missed those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, there's the one where he gets his mask pulled off and he has another mask underneath of it. That was great. That was a great scene. <laughs> um, like Pax, I did uh, Studio and Journeyman at the same time. Um, I, I mean, I, I um, gravitate more towards you know the science fiction and the fantasy sort of stuff, and so Journeyman was re- like a really cool premise and. Time travel or or whatever, you know, I mean, one episode, you know, I mean, he went back in time, buried something underneath his porch and then came back to the future and just, you know, like I really enjoyed what was what they were doing and just I don't. Yeah, it just never I would have liked to have seen and, and 
you know, got, you know, he's having problems with his wife and he's doing stuff. You know, I thought that that was a really cool show. I didn't, I watched some of the studio, but didn't necessarily get into that, but would like, uh, Journeyman was on my list. Other than other ones that people have mentioned, Nathan Fillion, I watched the nine episodes of Drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did too. Um, because of him, I, I, that one, it would have been interesting to see where they were going. I would have just I would would just want one season just to see what they were you know what they could do. The last couple episodes were really good. Like he became all of a sudden the the awesome driver guy. Right. But then from from what I heard for the next season they had planned they were going to do an all different cast. Like they were going to finish the race that end of first season and then start a new one the next season so it would be a completely different cast for season 2, which I thought oh. that was kind of interesting too. Yeah, see, that's, I didn't even I didn't know that. I was, you know, it was just like, where where could this go? I just wanted to see, you know, it's like, you know, Babylon Five. He said, "Look, I'm doing, you know, five years, five seasons. This is it. I'm done." Drive. I mean, it was like, could you? I mean, you get to the end of the race, and then what? Yeah. You know, so he I just cast with uh, Dom DeLuise and Jackie Chan. He brings that <laughs> in. <laughs> Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> so. That was the only one other one on my list that hasn't been mentioned so far. And uh, Firefly. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple more for me. Uh, another show from from Fox. Seems like I wonder. I have to go back and see how many of these are Fox shows. Uh, Alien Nation was on for one season. Did, did come back for five reunion movies. Not all of those were that good, but um, that that one season was great, and I would have loved to have seen it continue. Um, and then, uh, a couple more, uh, the spectacular Spider-Man, it, it, it did get two seasons, but they're very short seasons. There are 13 episodes, you know, like uh, standard animation. And, uh, it is one of the best superhero cartoons and it is the, it is possibly my favorite iteration of Spider-Man. Uh, I, I like it even better than the movies. I think it was, it was really well done. And uh, unfortunately, it got canceled before its time, and they're going to be doing a different Spider-Man cartoon instead, which is a shame. And then I'm also going to throw out a little nod to The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. That Uh, show got canceled way, way, way before its time. Agreed. Thank you, Jay Leno. (laughs) (laughs) Again. (laughs) I I hate that his name's even been said on this podcast. You can edit it out. It's fine. I, I might. You have the power. I might do a little thing or something. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, we've opened up a bunch of old wounds and talked about some uh, some good shows that were brilliant but canceled. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, now I think we'll move on to our nerd to dos. Jeeves, let's start with you. All right, so I have a little uh, audience participation this week for my nerd to-do list. Um, as I've mentioned various places, I don't recall if we've actually talked about it here on the podcast, uh, 
I have been following in the footsteps of our podcasting brother, Michael Giovanni and trying to work my way through uh, Buffy and Angel on DVD. And my master plan, uh, based on CT's advice, was to watch them as they would have aired uh, on TV. And so when Buffy and Angel began airing concurrently, so in uh, Buffy Season 4, Angel Season 1 began, I w- began uh, interspersing the episodes. And I, I made it all the way into uh, Buffy Season 5 and Angel Season 2 doing that. And a funny thing happened along the way. I decided I don't really like Buffy anymore. Uh, somewhere in season four, uh, I just stopped caring and don't want to watch anymore. So I'm going to quit. That part is not in question. However, uh, what I want our listeners to do is to tell me what the must-see episodes from Buffy seasons five, six, and seven are. So head on over to the AtomicGeeks.com slash forums, go under Geeky Discussions and into the television category. You'll see a post from me and respond with the few episodes that you think I absolutely have to see before I give up on Buffy and then focus my attention exclusively on watching the rest of Angel. And Pax? Um, On my nerd to-do list, well, first an update, I think, on the Cartoon Crushes episode. I mentioned that I will be running my second marathon here, and we are about two weeks away, and I have decided what I'm going to run as. Last year, uh, I ran the marathon as Flash. I had a Flash shirt on, and I was talking with my friend Mike, and we decided to run as Star Wars characters. I'm going to go as Darth Vader, and he's going to go as Boba Fett. So I got a Darth Vader costume shirt, which pretty much just has the chest plate and the belt on it. And uh, I'm going to get my wife to make like a little like half black cape thing to kind of run. Just kind of fly down behind me because for some reason in my head, I just imagine a cape flying behind me when I'm running as Darth Vader. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's stuck there. So <laughs> that's, it's got to happen that way. For your friend Mike, you should get a Sarlacc tentacle Attached yeah, to well, he, it was. I told him he should get like carpet remnants for Wookie pelts to hang around. <laughs> uh, he, he's looking into what he can do about that. Um, so that's what we're gonna do with the marathon. The other, the other thing which I just added this episode on my nerd to do list is to go ahead and just start watching Veronica Mars because I've been wanting to do it for years and I need to just go ahead and just start watching them. I know I'm gonna like them, so I need to just start watching. You need to do it so we can have that Veronica Mars drill down episode someday. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then I will, I will focus on getting that done. All right, Fitz. Um, this is kind of funny because actually on my nerd to-do list is to get Pax's email or mailing address. Because <laughs> I have uh, a Star Wars alphabet book that I would like to send him. Ooh. All right, Pax, you want to give us your uh, mailing address right now here <laughs> on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Because um, I, uh, I started looking at his blog and doing stuff, and I was like, with the, uh, the baby, I was just, I have, um, there was, do you know uh, Brandon Pete? Are you familiar with the Ty- Tycho Maximus Pete College Fund? Uh, I am not. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Oh, not good. This is this is. This but is an interesting, if you yeah. would have known about it, then you might already have one. So, on my nerd to do list is to send Pax a Star Wars alphabet book. All right, 
Okay. Pax, I'm going to now add another item to your to-do list, and that is to write a blog post about it whenever you get it. So, uh, whatever he's sending me. Whatever he's sending, yeah. So you can, so okay. we can all see what it is. Okay, I can do that. All right, um, and then my on my new nerd to do list, I mentioned uh, I think a couple weeks ago that I have ordered a whole bunch of stuff off of uh, Amazon during their Black Friday stuff. All that stuff has finally come in. I have a giant stack of movies to watch. Um, so what I'm going to put uh, um, at the top of the list. And yes, I did buy it, but I bought it for such little cash that I I, I don't feel bad about it at all. Uh, Green Lantern. I have not seen Green Lantern yet, and I'm going to uh, finally rectify that. And I also got the Green Lantern Emerald Knights um, direct-to-DVD DC animated uh, movie. So I'm going to watch that one first, and then uh, the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. And uh, I will report back on those soon. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on this episode, episode number 15. Be sure to visit both nerdlunch.net and thecavalcadeofawesome.net and you can follow all of us on Twitter. I am at nerdlunch. Jeej is at nerdlunchjeej. That's J-E-E-G. And Pax is at Paxton Holly. P-A-X-T-O-N-H-O-L-L-E-Y. Nerd Lunch is on Facebook and on Google+. So if you happen to be uh, on those, you can search for us on Facebook and Google Plus and like us and plus us there. We are just one of three podcasts that are a part of the Atomic Geeks Podcasting Network. You can check them out at atomicgeeks.com for more information on the different uh, episodes, different uh, podcasts in the network. And you can also check out uh, from there for more information about the Atomic Geeks Podcast itself. And let's put our ears up against the Canadian border and see if we can hear a geek talk about the next episode of the Atomic Geeks. Hey, all you nerd lunchers, it's Andrew Bloom from the Atomic Geeks. And this week, we're having a little Christmas Would You Rather. So tune in and figure it out. All right, that sounds great, Andrew. I am looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward to listening to the newest entry in the network, The Classic Film Jerks, and I believe more information on that is coming soon. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes, and we all love reviews. Please go there and check us out uh, on iTunes and leave us a review if you have some time. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, kapla! This has been Nerd Lunch, a part of the Atomic Geeks Podcasting Network. Nerd Lunch theme by Rick Jackson. Music by Flannelhorn. Please place all trash in the receptacle. Thank you. I'm Nerd Lunch. <laughs>